This episode of Long Range Two Pointers is brought to you by Alive. It's April. Alive has a lot of stuff going on. So does the NBA. We'll explain that and more when we get back. Gang, gang. Keep your number and switch your network to Alive. Great deals on our smartphones continue for April. Like the 8GB Alcatel 5049 for $69, the 128GB iPhone 7 for $679, or the 64GB Samsung Galaxy S8 Plus for $759. Remember, you have to make the switch to take advantage of these deals. Promotion good at all Alive stores throughout the country until April 30th or while supplies last. Terms and conditions apply. Alive. Believe in best. Believe in best. That money stacked tall, but only partially my focus. So compassionate, struggle hard for me to cope with. Do a lot for others, not for This is Clay Thompson of the Golden State Warriors, and he logged on to 10th year seniors.com. I'm Draymond Green, four for the Golden State Warriors, and you log on to 10th year seniors.com. Wrapped up in for you. Kids grow up scars that are rubbed down with oil. And life didn't change the bit, but I can't grow apart. For those in my business, there it is. Lucky we had guidance. We was more blessed than others. We was the deepest family. Nobody had more cousins. Welcome to the 10th year seniors podcast network. This is Long Range Two Pointers. It's playoff time. Well, it's almost playoff. It's almost. It's a Jace. Playoff time with Jace. It's playoff time of Jace, yeah. which is kind of our favorite time period because you get to speculate about the playoffs. See, when the playoffs are actually here, then you got to get into the actual matchups and you got to use like real basketball speak and blah, blah, blah. That's not fun. But in playoff of Jace, you could just wildly speculate and say whatever let's the hell you want. Reckless. Let's Let's take long-range two-pointers. So that's what we're going to do today. We're going to, I guess, give our version of playoff previews. We're going to talk about... Um, the NBA awards, because awards are always important. If you're a Kanye West fan, you know that. Yeah. So we're going to talk about awards and also the 10YS awards, because we kind of look at the NBA in a different way. There are things that are important to us that may not be as important to the casual basketball watcher. Definitely. So we're going to go through our awards. Yeah. Get us started, Tage. Where are we rolling? All right. The first award is the Carlos Boozer Award. Ah, explain the Carlos Boozer Award to the people. Now, for those who don't know, the Carlos Boozer Award is the award for the next pretty good jazz player that, that's going to leave the jazz. <laughs> okay. You know what? <laughs> Let me go first uh, because I have a firm handle on who this is. Hold on. I got a, I, I got a list of previous oh, winners. Oh, they're a list of nominees. Previ- no, previous winners. Okay. Give us a previous winner. Of the Paul Millsap. Yes. Kyle Korver. Darren Williams. And, of course, Carlos Boozer. That's who we named the award after. Yeah. Yeah. All... Very deserving. Oh, also um, Wesley Matthews, too. Notable. Yeah. Award winner. Honorable mention. He should have been on the list. Okay, I am going to go with Rudy Gobert. No. Who's the winner? Donovan Mitchell. See, I feel like Donovan Mitchell is going to be locked in there, though. See, I was thinking Donovan Mitchell, but as a rookie, if you play this well, won't you be locked in for the foreseeable future? Because, I mean, if I'm the Jazz, that's what I do, right? He's going to find a way. He's going to Gordon Haywood the vibe? Yeah, he's going to find a way out of there somehow. Oh, Gordon Haywood is also one of us, too. I was... You know what? Should this... Hold on. No, we're having a production meeting live on air now. Should this really be the Gordon Haywood Award, though? No, because Carlos Boozer invented it. Okay, that's fine. He was the first. He had a good season, and then he left. You know what? 
uh, your list just made me realize it's a whole lot of these niggas that have really good seasons and leave the Jazz for whatever reason. Yeah, definitely. It's definitely Donovan Mitchell. He doesn't. He doesn't belong there. This is my thing, though, and I feel like it, this always happens with with bigs on the Jazz's team. Okay, so they're going to have to pay an exorbitant amount of money to keep Donovan Mitchell into the fold. Yeah. Rudy Gobert likes attention. Rudy Gobert talks smack on social media, and those dudes, you know, he's young. The attention economy is important to him, so he wants to be treated like a star. He wants to feel like a star. This is going to be Donovan Mitchell's team. How big of an impact is Dante Exum going to have when he comes back, if he's ever healthy and he pans out to what they expect him to be? I thought so, he's back. I, thought, uh... I mean, yeah, he is, but back in terms of being a lottery pick, back in terms of being somebody you could build around. Remember how much commercials this nigga had when he got drafted? He had commercials on draft day. He was supposed to be it. So let's say he comes back, he's it. Donovan Mitchell is obviously it. Rudy Gobert, all of a sudden, third banana. I want to get out of here where I can have more of the exposure, more of the credit. And the game is moving away from bigs. You could kind of see where Rudy Gobert would get that, I don't know, that angst and desire to go somewhere where but he may be a little more wanted. Gobert is the type of big that would thrive in the modern game. He's a, he's a He could defend. You know, He locks down the paint. He dives hard on pick and rolls, and he finishes it at the rim. So. Can he shoot threes? No. Does he have a point guard that's going to set him up for all of that stuff where you don't have to do much, like if you're playing with Chris Paul? He has Ricky Rubio. He might have that in Ricky Rubio. <laughs> he has uh, Ricky sure. Rubio. That's true. Okay. Like, I mean, so, but also what you said about Donovan Mitchell, they're going to have to pay him. Quiet as is kept, Derek Favors and Rudy Gobert are roughly the same age. I forgot Derek Favors was on this team. Me too, but they're about the same age anyway. It was a point where this team had Al Jefferson, Derek Favors... Who else was it? Paul, Paul Millsap. Millsap. They had... Who was the fourth? I can't remember. I don't know, but they had four bigs and everybody knew you had to... I can't believe Derek Favors is the last man standing out of that. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Let's move on. What else we got? Ooh, let's pull it up. The Whitney Houston Memorial, didn't we always have... Didn't we always have it all award? And oh, that God, goes we? to the team that almost had it all. They... I feel like we should sing this. Can we have it playing in the background? Can we put, Michelle, yeah. can you sing Didn't We Almost Have It All, please? No. Can you please? No. Didn't we almost yeah. have it all? All right. Give me the nominees. Uh, I got the Washington Wizards. Yes. The Oklahoma City Thunder. Hmm. And the Boston Celtics. Quite the list. But... I am going to have to go with the Celtics on this one. The Celtics were definitely the Celtics. The Celtics were on pace to be the number one seed in the East. It was the revenge tour for Kyrie Irving. At the beginning of the season, all of us was making fun about the fact that the Celtics were doing so well and the Cavs were struggling. So Kyrie was calling LeBron and you know making fun of him, and LeBron would send those "Hey, big head" texts because you know he was obviously missing Kyrie Irving, given the state of what both franchises had going on at the time. But Look how things have turned around here at the end. And it's so sad because coming into the season, they were... sad for Cavs fans, bro. Nah, they, they got... They, they know they got over. Laughing their asses off at this. Cause, but it is sad because coming into the season, it was looking like they put together a team that could challenge the Cavs. And then Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum turned out to be something completely else other than what we thought they were. Like those, I mean, we know they're going to be okay. 
Listen, I knew Jalen Brown was going to be good, which is why I was so very upset when he went to California. He went to Cal instead of coming to really? the actual Cal. I thought Jason Tatum was going to be the rookie we, of the year. We knew Jason Tatum was going to be good. We did not expect Jason Tatum to be this good this, this early. quickly. See, yeah. see, to me, Donovan Mitchell was a real surprise because I don't expect Louisville players to pan out in this kind of way. Which is why I'm still shocked that Terry Rozier is a contributing member to I a mean, playoff team. Is he or is that just Brad Stevens' alchemy? I don't know. And that's the thing. That's the thing about it. This is why we thought... This is why they get this award. We thought they had it all. Because you had Brad Stevens. Look at the Celtics roster from time to time. And outside of the starting five, just look at the bench. And some of the names on the Celtics bench, you wonder who the hell these people are. It happens to me every time I look at a Celtics box score. So, obviously, the Brad Stevens alchemy works well. This is why we thought this team had it. Because you had Kyrie added to that mix. And the scary part was, even with Gordon Haywood out, Jalen Brown and Tatum, they played good enough to make us think that they could take the Cavs. I forgot Gordon Haywood was on this team. What are they going to do next year? They're going to win a lot of games. I mean, that's a given, though. Like, you have Brad. Brad Stevens is going to be the new LeBron. You have him on your roster. You're locked in for, like, 55 wins. I think if they bring, like, uh, what's his, like, Austin Rivers back to be their starting point guard and, like, Jason Tatum gets hurt, they still might win 60 games. <laughs> like, that dude could coach. Hey, you think he could coach Austin Rivers, though? No. Okay. <laughs> All due point guards are not created equal. Give us our next award. The George W. Bush Memorial Fuck Y'all Niggas I'm Out of Here Award. Okay. Nominees Christos Porzingis. Mm-hmm. I like. Le- LeBron James. Yes. And Kawhi Leonard. Oh, this has got to be Kawhi. <laughs> because nobody else has been... Even if LeBron is leaving Cleveland. Even if Kristaps is leaving New York. Which he's not. Yeah. None of them have had the vitriol behind it that this Kawhi San Antonio situation has had behind it. And this has been one of the strangest storylines to the entire season for me. Because if there was one organization that you thought this would never happen to, it's the Spurs, right? Yeah. Especially, and then we don't know, well, coming into the season, we didn't know what to expect from Kawhi. He's never said anything. We still don't know what to expect from him. Like, we'll never know what to expect from him, except that he will always have cornrows, and he will always wear those uh, those sandals with the straps, the Jesus sandals with the straps in the back that you get from Payless that you stop wearing the minute your parents allow you to be independent in your shoe choice. Those ones, Kawhi still wears those. Also, the anime dress shirts. You know the anime dress yeah, shirts yeah, that I'm talking yeah. about. Kawhi Linus. The oversized ones, the 4XL. Those ones. Andrew got like five. He wears those with do-rags, doesn't he? Yes, he does. Gotta keep cornrows tight. COB 2002. Fun times. Anyway. But yeah, Kawhi is definitely, definitely the winner of this award. And I mean, but can you blame him though? Do you, do you take any stock in the conspiracy theory floated around there by Armand Stugatz that LeBron is behind all of this Kawhi nonsense? I'm sure he destabilized the heat by gassing Dwayne Wade up to leave. Like he's, I think he's behind every single, every single case of player uh what's the word um, arrest yeah every single case he's behind he's like pulling some secret destabilization coup in favor of the players that's a conspiracy theory i have and he's nba cia is what he is anytime yes. lebron i equated him to randy being a free agent in the bahamian sports journalism sphere because whenever they are available 
every team, every media house tries to snatch them up. And so it's a whole lot of moving and shaking going on. And you got no idea how things are going to end up until LeBron makes his decision. So everybody else, as fans and as the media, everybody is watching how this is going to shake out. But at the same time, other players are watching too. Because you need to know how you're going to move, whether you're going to be a part of that. Or you need to know what kind of defenses you have to build up to safeguard yourself from it. So... It's either am I going to be with LeBron or am I going to form a team to challenge LeBron? Which one do you think Kawhi is doing? I don't know. It's because he never speaks. Yeah. We get to wildly speculate, though. Like, if you're not going to say anything, then we get to wildly speculate about it. I don't know, but I think he's probably sizing up some kind of situation where... Some kind of scenario where he gets to leave San Antonio. Because I don't think anybody's ever voiced this level of... Of just unhappiness with that organization. Even someone like Steven Jackson, who was like an oddball for that organization, he left on good terms with Pop. I think what, what, another thing that makes this so incredibly weird is the fact that they had stuff like the players only meeting. They had stuff like Tony Parker saying, I had this exact same injury and I was, and mine was four times worse, but I was able to come back. So, just I, f- I can't remember the last time I've seen players against someone in their locker room saying, you should be playing, like, you should be with us, but you're not. So it's basically almost as if they were directly calling his integrity into question. And just the fact that stuff like that is getting out there from that team is widely uncharacteristic. Like, they don't let you know what leak. It, nah, but you know what it means, though? That means Pop is letting it happen. No, definitely. He's or to- he's forcing it out there. Oh, you think he's trying to grab the reins back from Kawhi secretly? Pop gives absolutely zero you-know-whats. He literally said, this is a racist country, and I don't like your president. Also, Pop was an intelligence agent in the Cold War. He knows propaganda wars. Hey, he's been controlling his narrative his entire career, and I don't see Greg Popovich letting that go at this point unless he plans to get the hell up out of San Antonio himself. What else we got? We got one more award. It's the Jay Z Memorial because kill Jay Z. Oh, well, that's what he said. He killed Jay Z. Yeah, it's the Jay Z Memorial. We don't believe you. You need more people award. This is going out to the team that's been pretty good this season, but we're not quite sure if they're really that good. Give us our nominees: the Toronto Raptors, the Philadelphia Seventy Sixers, mm-hmm. the Portland Trail Blazers. Oh, and- you go to hell! You go to hell right now! How dare you? Eh, sorry, get, sorry, dude. Do your last team. And the Utah Jazz. Alright, I'll tell you who it's not, and I'm just starting there. It is not it's the not Portland Philly? It's not the Portland Trailblazers with your little bullshit award. The team that we don't believe in, uh, and they need more people, is obviously the same team that gets this award every year. It's the Toronto Raptors. It is the Toronto. The Raptors team. are a good regular season team, but the Raptors run into LeBron every postseason. And what happens in the East when you run into LeBron? You catch that L. It's that simple. And what's also connected to LeBron is what's happening in Philadelphia. This is the LeBron theory. You get really the, strong today. You get the biggest, strongest, most versatile dude you could find. Give him the ball, and your team is in the playoffs every year. Here's why there's no way I could give this to the 76ers, and people are going to say this crap about them being young. And I feel like 
they're not that young. Yeah, and you always have this measurement where people say, you know, you have to learn how to win first or you got to take some losses. I don't believe that if you're a more talented team. Just be good. Yeah, to me, I think they're more talented than most teams out there. I don't think they have to lose for them to to gain the sweat equity of winning in the playoffs. I think they just got to go with there and be better than who's in the front of them. And God, Ben Simmons is so damn good. He's the next LeBron. Like, this shouldn't shouldn't be shocking to anybody. He's been the next LeBron for a while. And I think Utah is legit. Dependent on a couple things. I mean, the fact that they have a 20-point-a-game score on a rookie contract yeah. is promising. I don't know what kind of moves you can make. The thing about being in Utah is you can't get free agents to go there. No, so you just got to draft well, and you got to hope that people stay. But Another thing about Philly, though, sorry. Uh, Philly is extremely strong this year. We know this. Yeah. Uh, Meek has empowered the entire city of Philadelphia. I mean, look at the Eagles. Did you ever think we get to the point in history where Killer Mike becomes is on his way to being a pariah but Meek Mill is becoming a folk hero no this is weird this is weird kill him kill shot as well too quickly and that's never a good thing this that, is that's we live in said. such strange times oh my God. look at Pause. Villanova look at Villanova look at the Eagles Philly strong right now bro Meek Mill is about to get a out of I think they they moved this case from that judge that's going to the Supreme Court the, the DA refused to prosecute him a uh, very good. important question about that yeah. Is it better for inspirational purposes for Meek to actually be in prison? Because Philly wasn't strong when Meek was out. When Meek was out, Drake was dropping back to back, and things were a whole lot different. We, there's a Creed sequel coming out, so I think the streets need Meek. See, I feel like Creed would be better if he's in prison. I don't know. I, I you know what? I shouldn't want I shouldn't want him to be in prison just for people's inspiration. I feel like that's not right. Yeah. Did they sacrifice? I'm sorry. Did they sac- did Philly sacrifice Meek Mill to, to to be strong this year? They did. They absolutely did. What do you think about the fact that Ben Simmons and Markel Fultz went to go visit him to get inspiration for the playoffs? Really? They're they- not going to his house to do that if he's out. This is Creed. The Sixers are Creed. What did they talk to him about? Like what do you think they asked him to just perform Dreams and Nightmares intro like right there? What are you gonna what what is Markel Fultz and Ben Simmons going to say to Meek Mill Like that's going to make them walk away from that and be like, yeah? They went to him and say, I used to pray for times like this. I feel like that's <laughs> all he could do. Like, you sit in front of him and you just say, so... I have to grind like that so I can shine I mean, like this. I mean, are you going to do it? The amount of time you spent on some locked up shit. <laughs> what you're really doing right now? What you're really doing you right now? You can't, like, not do that if you go visit him in prison. I don't know. Is look, that... look at him now. What are they, like, a four seed? Yes. Somewhere. What, what if What if me gets out of prison in time for the, to see them beat LeBron in the playoffs? Whew. Talk your stuff. I like where this is headed. We want this to happen now, don't we? Uh, do we have any other awards? Or well, that was it I for us? I'm all out of awards. Okay, so we're going to go to real awards then? I guess. All right, let's go to the ones that the rest of society Man. argues about and gives hot takes about. These are the boring ones. These are the ones that are normalized for the remainder of society. Yeah. I guess we're starting an MVP. Yeah. Who are our nominees? Uh, James Harden. Russell Westbrook. You put Russ in your top five? Yeah. Let me. Okay, can I can I give you my top five nominees and then and then you uh, you rebut any one of them that you think don't belong on this list? Obviously Harden, obviously LeBron, Anthony Davis, Kevin Durant, 
and Dame Lillard. I think the problem, of course, Dame Lillard. Uh, hold on, <laughs> hold on. This is not just super fine now uh, on his soapbox for the Portland Trailblazers. Dame Lillard's second half of the season was better than just about everybody else's in the NBA. No, he's the, legit- trail, the Trailblazers are the surprise team of the Western Conference. And it's because of Dame Lillard and his horrible mohawk to his haircut. No, I think he's a legit contender. I'm just busting your chops. Literally, <laughs> he's really good. Okay, so out of those top, out of the top five that we have there, who's the MVP? Who got it? Well, I think we have to take Kevin Durant out just because he plays for the Warriors. I'm not a fan of this line of thinking, but we're trying to we're trying to think like like squares do now. So that's how they're gonna vote. We never will, Tage. We never will because we don't care about what the well, typical um, media gas bags say about their approach to the NBA and their award system. So I don't think that I would remove Kevin Durant just because he's with the Warriors. Well, I don't think so either because he's the best player on probably the best team. But I, it has to be LeBron every single year. As long as LeBron is still LeBron and Ben Simmons hasn't dethroned him yet, LeBron is the MVP of the league until further notice. Here's the thing, though. Um, I feel like... Remember the point in the season when Harden went down for a little while with that injury, right? Yeah. And LeBron has been putting up astronomical numbers, and everybody has, you know, everyone's been making the big fuss about year 15, and LeBron is putting up these crazy numbers, and he's putting $1.5 million into his body with all of these treatments. Listen, we know what the treatments are. I'm pulling those scene because I'm all in favor of you doing what you need to do to get your Stewards. body ready. <laughs> doing what you need to do to get your body ready. That's neither here nor there. But I feel like... When Harden went down, LeBron didn't play his best basketball. Actually, that was the point when the Cavs imploded. The Cavs didn't play well, and then, remember, that's when they got everybody to hell up at the paint shortly yeah. afterward, and they had a whole new team. And I understand the addition of Chris Paul makes things different, makes the Rockets the Rockets, but... I mean, the only reason James Harden didn't win the MVP last year is because Russell Westbrook reached a statistical milestone that we haven't seen in our generation. But Russell Russell Westbrook may do it again. Yeah, but he ain't get it twice for that. Plus, that team may not make the playoffs. So you definitely ain't getting it. If they don't make the playoffs. I think that, like, him... No, but even them being an eight seed compared to what the Rockets have done, Harden gets it this year. I feel like if they make it... As an A seed, and he averages a triple double. That takes votes away from Harden, though. Still, like you know, some bonehead stat geek is gonna vote for him based yeah, on that. Yeah, but I also feel like I mean, these guys are human that are voting for this award, and I feel like they know that last year it should have been James Harden's, and the fact that the Rockets usurp the Warriors as the number one seed means a lot. Even though this Warriors team is coasting. It's still probably one of the greatest teams in NBA history. So if you surpass them to become the number one seed, the driving force behind that is going so, to get the bulk of the credit for it. So let's say the Warriors and the the Warriors and the Rockets go into the playoffs, number two and number one, mm-hmm. and the Rockets proceed to get washed. Like, does that affect James Harden's vote? Well, it will affect it for the fans, but don't don't they vote on it? vote on that well before that i think they vote on it at the end of the season and then they just give oh. it out during the conference finals eh? i hope so because i remember Dirk getting it like the day after the warriors beat them and they were yeah and somebody always gets washed because of that oh gosh that was fun famously happened to carl malone i missed those warriors all right let's go oh oh and by the way do i actually have to make the case for lillard because i can't go for it 
horrible twist despite that. Still one of the best players in the league. You know, I played with them on NBA 2K and got washed. That's because you didn't believe. So, like, when you press the buttons, it ain't the same. You don't press the buttons with belief. You know why I kill dudes with it in 2K? Who? Utah. Cause, see, because you believe in them. <laughs> Defensive player of the year. Your man, Rudy Gobert. Joel Embiid. Who else should be up there? Uh, Just off the top of your head. Because I feel like defensive play... Depoy should be something that is just right there when you think about somebody being a good defensive player. I feel like Kevin Durant should probably be on this list because he is near the top of the league in block shots. He's which is something that nobody really expected. And he averages seven rebounds a game. But I'm going to I'm gonna give it to... Dreamwatch should be in the mix too. I'm still going to... I'm going to give it to Rudy Gobert. Because of the reasons that you described earlier when you talked about him being able to survive in this version of the NBA despite being more than seven feet tall because he's mobile enough to survive in this era and he's still one of the few defensive stoppers there are. Embiid will obviously always be there because I think he's that same kind of player but I mean the knock on him that's there now is the one that there's always been durability so I don't know. Uh, I'm not sure but I... uh... If I had to guess, I think Al Horford might be a dark horse candidate. Yeah, I've been hearing a lot of I've been hearing a lot of Al Horford for Depoy, um, but not. I don't think I I don't get I don't get it. I don't see it. I don't know. <laughs> he just anchors that defense. Like they're playing so good, and they might just give it to him for sentimental reasons. Yeah, and my thing is, like, how do we separate what's there because of Brad Stevens and what's there because a player is? I mean, Al Horford is that good. Been a decent player in the league for. I the- know, but he also hasn't been a defensive player of the year. Like, would would it, would it be much different if Kelly Olynyk was still in that spot? I don't know. Like, I can't definitively say yes or no. It has to be Draymond then. Okay. I- I think it is. If you watch the Warriors play, even with all the injuries, they switch everything. They match up well, and Draymond is in the middle of all that. I don't know if they'll give it to him because of fatigue. Of I was just... I, you took the words right out of my mouth. Pause. Um, I think a lot of people have Warriors fatigue, and they're going to be sick and tired of them just winning award after award. But he, I think he should get it because the way they play is so dependent on his abilities and his... His uh, the way he just could guard anybody. So, well, I'm not sure. I think it should go to Draymond. Now, the one that may be the most controversial, and this never is, but the Rookie of the Year award, and I think it's come down to a three-person race. Donovan Mitchell is obviously there. He's the big surprise that nobody thought would be there. Jason Tatum is there, and Ben Simmons. See, I'm always iffy on this guy get hurts the first year and he's still eligible for the Rookie of the Year award the next year because you have had a year of being in the NBA. To me, you're not a rookie, even though... Yeah, you've had NBA coaching, you've had NBA practice, you have NBA facilities, NBA doctors. So for that second season, even though it's your first year playing, it's not like you just walked into this scene for the first time. You've been a pro essentially for a year. And Ben Simmons been a pro for me was at LSU. Let's, mean, let's be real. He went that. to Montverde. He was a pro well before then. Yeah, like <laughs> let's let's be real. Ben Simmons wasn't even faking with that five months to college. Like yeah. that dude went to two classes, and that was because of gals. No, definitely. Like shout out to gals, but <laughs> not not because of those gals. They wasn't making Ben Simmons go to class at all. Um, I don't know. Honestly, I no. I was thinking about this on the way here, and I don't know. 
And what makes it so confusing is the fact that both Ben Simmons and... We're going to take Tatum out. I think Tatum doesn't get the votes, not because he isn't good. I think he might... Besides Ben Simmons... He's pretty much a two-man racing. Yeah, I think besides Ben Simmons, he's the most talented like rookie in his class. More talented than Donovan Mitchell. If we're talking raw talent and what he'll end up being. But I take him out because he's on the Celtics. They were a good team. Everybody expected them to be a really good team this year. And even though he's overperformed, but I don't know. Like I feel like it's like a Steve Francis, uh, Elton Brand scenario here. Like can can we split our votes? Because the thing what makes it so confusing is that they're both in the playoff teams. They're both right. like high seeded playoff teams, and they're the best players on those teams. This is ridiculous. I think Ben. I think Ben Simmons wins it. I think Hands yeah. Down. Like if I if I had to vote, I would give it to Ben Simmons. Even though I'm not a fan of. Like I said, I'm not a fan of the second-year guy still being in this. I felt conflicted about the Embiid thing last year. feel the same way about Ben Simmons. But if we're going to put him in that category, I think he's far and away the most talented player. Because when you project what they're going to be 10 years from now, I feel like Ben Simmons is going to be LeBron. Donovan Mitchell is, at best, who? Uh... Not LeBron. He reminds me of Ben Gordon. <laughs> I don't know if that's good or bad. Not LeBron. Yeah. Well, given the current state of what Ben Gordon does now, not so good because Ben Gordon is kind of crazy. Not now, but I mean, like he reminds me of young Ben Gordon. But if you if you compare anybody to LeBron, bro, that says it all. And the thing is, They're comparing I, you to the greatest player of all time. And the thing about this is, I think ten years from now, Jason Tatum will probably be the best player in the league, not named Ben Simmons, but. But today, I guess we give it to Ben Simmons on the account of the turnaround, the dramatic turnaround that his team made behind just having him and J.J. Redick. Yeah, because, hey, listen, even without, and they do need Embiid to get to the next level, but Ben Simmons could get you to a pretty nice level on your own. And what, if, and what if, a four seed? And if Markel Fultz, you know, becomes the player that we expect him to be, because I believe in Markel Fultz. They're going to be just fine. They're, you know what? They're going to be better than fine. No, they're going to be great. Let's go six man of the year. Mm. So on this list that I'm looking at from the Washington Post, they have Lou Willville. He's always up there. Lou Williams from the Clippers. Uh, Eric Gordon. Shout out Jeff Rogers Basketball Camp. Free Eric Gordon, by the way, Team USA. Hell y'all doing? Y'all don't need to have Eric two, Gordon. Four, two. Like release him. to Anyway. And they have in the third spot Fred Van Vliet for the Toronto Raptors. Hands up if you just learned that Fred Van Vliet is a Toronto Raptor. Other hand up if you knew that he was playing well enough to be considered as the NBA six man. Other other hand up if you knew Fred Van Vliet was actually black. Is he really? He's black, yeah. Van Vliet is a black guy? Yeah, because remember when they was at uh, Wichita State with Kadeem? And I, you know, it was one dude named Fred Van Vliet and the other guard was named Ron Baker. And but I thought Ron Fred, Baker looks like Sunshine from Remember the Titans. Yeah, but I thought Ron Baker was the black guy and Fred Van Vliet was the white guy. But it's the other way around. I, I feel like forgot. we have. I feel like we have to message Kadeem right now. Is Fred Van Vliet black? He's black. I don't think he's black. Fred Van Vliet is black. Somebody in research looked that up. Anyway, so of course we know what Lou Williams and Eric Gordon are. Lou Williams, he's instant offense. For a while there, he was carrying the Clippers when everybody thought they would be tanking. He, he was a, a dark 50, horse MVP. He put up a 50-point game this year, right? Yeah, he, he did. Was, he was doing ridiculously good things this year. And for me, him and Eric Gordon, they're kind of more starters than they are bench players. Because 
Eric Gordon gets starters minutes with the Rockets. Does Van Vliet win sixth man of the year? Oh, I was totally going off the board with this one. I think your sixth man of the year is Buddy Heald. Nice homer pick. Listen, I was I was gonna go Fred Van Vliet because he's a behemoth and a JC play with Kadeem. Listen, okay, uh, Buddy Heald over thirteen points per game, one of the top three point shooters in the NBA. His mo- his month of March, he averaged about twenty points a game. Buddy's been getting it in. He's been getting progressively better. He has been more consistent than this Fred Van Vliet you speak of. He is better than Fred Van Vliet. He's not even on this list. Is he eligible? How many games did he start? Not many. He only start. I think he started like ten at the beginning of the so year. So he would be he eligible. The only problem is he plays for the Kings. Yeah, that, that that could be a problem. But I'm going off the board there, and I think Buddy's your sixth man of the year. Oh, don't sleep on Kyle Kuzma. I think he's eligible. Doesn't he start? He does, but I think he played enough games off the bench to be eligible. Which that wouldn't be fair because he, he See, got his stats. Like, in yeah, I feel like those rosters that are so flexible like that. I don't yeah. even know if you could count any of those dudes. I don't know, but he is eligible. Coach of the year. I mean, just give it to Brad Stevens. That dude, the alchemist. Just give it to Brad Stevens. Also, uh, Eric Spolstra. Yeah, Spo is going to get some votes. Uh, Snyder's going to get some votes because of what the Jazz have done in that uh, weird orange uniform that looks like sunset. Also, uh, I like um, Casey's going to get some votes because of what the Raptors have done. I like uh, Quinn Snyder when he played the bad guy in the professional. Yeah, he, that was a good movie he was in. I'm going to find the Loser Game Show sound to insert in that era. Insert right there. Uh, I tried. That's happening. Do you think Brett Brown gets votes? Which one is that? <laughs> you know what? Never mind. <laughs> Never mind. That says it all. Never mind. What about Terry Stutz? No, but I think... Uh... Brett Brown is the Sixers coach, by the way. Oh, yeah. He, he might win it. See, but I feel like people... That's one of those jobs that people contribute... They uh, Sorry. They attribute that completely to the players. Because Remember, I don't hear Brett Brown's name being associated in top coaching spheres. Remember when... Uh, I, I'm in top coaching spheres. Remember when Doc Rivers had Sebastian Telfair and yes. Gerald Green and that cast of characters on his team and they were talking about firing Doc Rivers and he traded them and got Ray Allen and Kevin Garnett and he was the coach of the year? Yes, absolutely. Brett Brown. Good times. Most improved player of the year. Uh, the singing sensation, Victor Oladipo. Andre Drummond, who has found this knack for crossing over people at half court and taking it coast to coast and dunking on them. That's a thing now that he does. And for some reason, Spencer Dinwiddie is on this list. Spencer Dinwiddie ruined uh, the All-Star Skills Challenge, by the way, because everybody was like, who the hell is this person? I I was, honestly, I was rooting for Spencer Dinwiddie. He was supposed Why? To be- not in the skills challenge. Oh, in life, you mean? But like in life, because he okay. he was supposed to be a lottery pick coming out of college, coming out of the University of Colorado. He's a six six point guard, combo like kind of combo guard, Brandon Roy type. Yeah, he was talented and to be a lottery pick. He tore his ACL in his last year of college. Got drafted second round by Detroit. Man, stop going to school, guys. Get the hell out of there as fast as you possibly can. Yeah, and he had to fight his way onto our NBA roster. All his he- life, he had to fight. All his life, he had to fight, and him and uh, him and uh, Karis LeVert on that Boston, I mean on that Brooklyn team, two guys just like that. So it's kind of cool to see because I've been following him since he was in, in college. It's kind of cool to see his talent shining through through all that injury. I am going to go with Oladipo on this. one. It's definitely Oladipo. There's no like competition. 
The freedom of not playing with Russell Westbrook has seen him blossom into quite the player. Like, is Victor Oladipo has his stride. Like, he's back with the Hoosiers. Is it an Indiana thing? Or yeah, it, yeah, it may be. Like, maybe he's... He's home. Who else is this comfortable in the state of Indiana? What if Eric went there? Eric Gordon went back there. Bro, I think he liked Houston. I would like you... He's a Bahamian in Houston. Houston. I was about to say... He's a Bahamian. You know what you always say about uh, Houston and Bahamians. I think he's at home in Houston. I don't think he's ever moving. Shout out to Mitch. <laughs> Unless somebody throws a ridiculous bag at Eric Gordon, that man's going to be in Houston for the foreseeable future. Like, don't even trip. What's that at home in Indiana? Like, how many um, white legends do we know? Like, Peyton Manning, Mike Pence. Yeah, I guess he is. Um, Jimmy Chitwood. Is Andrew Luck even at home in Indiana? Of course not. Uh, he's not that white. He's from California. I guess. He's from Houston. He's from one of those places. He's a Bahamian too. He's from Houston. Angela. Yes. Are we gonna look at? The, are we looking at the playoffs? All right. Let's turn our focus to the playoffs because that's the end of the awards. Okay. Okay. No, so no serious basketball stuff. Nah, not for real. But okay. The Eastern Conference does it matter what anybody else does as long as LeBron's there? Because he gave voice to this by saying, "It don't matter what seed I am, as long as I'm in the playoffs, I'm a threat." Was he, he, he was underselling that because he's always wearing a do-rag. LeBron, LeBron is very, 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 very cognizant of his hair staying tied down. Did he have like, just a mustache court. and like a cigarette hanging out of his mouth? Yes. Yeah, okay. This was in between times when he was beefing with Nick Saban, by the way. So, I lo- we talked about this for the last two years. I love this LeBron with this voice where he's just being ridiculous and saying exactly what he feels like. But is he correct, though? Like... Is it all a moot point? And as long as he and the Cavs are there, they're going to be there and they're coming out of the East. Yeah, especially with Kyrie Irving hurt whatever he got. Not that they were going to beat the uh, Cleveland in the first place, but they're definitely not going to beat him now. So, you're, I mean, no credence to new Raptors. Well, not nope. so much new Raptors, but NBA changing to kind of make no. the Raptors more no. of a threat. So, no, no. no. Okay. No Washington, but John Wallback. No. no threat. What are they, like an AC? Here's the big one, and here's the one that's everybody's trendy, sexy, chic pick. No. No Philly surprising everybody. No. And getting to the conference finals. That could happen, but then they'll still get washed by What Cleveland. if they get to the fi- conference finals, you don't see them beating the Cavs? No. So LeBron's right then. It's just Cavs and everybody else is just there. Pretty much, yeah. All right, so let's go to the West, though. And I think the West is more intriguing for obvious reasons because the Warriors just are not healthy and I know what we think about the Warriors one of the greatest teams of all time they're just going to be there at the end no matter what but this team is not healthy this team has not been healthy Steph Curry will not be back until the second round and the last time that happened the Warriors lost in the finals they haven't had a challenge like this Rockets team during this run is it a foregone conclusion that we're on for Warriors Cavs 4? It's not a foregone conclusion, but let me tell you about the Warriors and what's happening now. Tell me. Are yeah. you going to start with the time that you lived in Alameda? No, but shout out to Alameda. Okay. I, no, I just wanted you to get that in then. That's very important to you. That's No, I, I, shout out to Alameda. Shout out to Park Street, gang gang. Mm-hmm. But what's happening now is we see guys like Quinn Cook and other dudes like Quinn Cook. I don't know who else plays on the team. But they're getting valuable bench time. 
Wild Steph Curry and and they Durant. just signed Quinn Cook by the way. They just signed Quinn Cook is playing really good. So what's gonna happen is when these guys come back in the playoffs, the Warriors are gonna have a deeper squad because these guys are getting play. I don't think the I don't think Curry is concerned about the record right now. I think he just wants them playing well. If Steph Curry see, I'm not concerned about any of the other superficial injuries that we were talking about. But if Steph Curry comes back. And he is the Steph Curry from a few years ago that got hurt. I don't think they beat the Rockets. Even with Kevin Durant? I don't think they beat the Rockets. I think this Rockets team is that good. Granted, Chris Paul is also hurt. <laughs> so maybe that may be I the mean, great equalizer. But they have, Kev, they have the second best player in the NBA. I understand that. There's a reason this Rockets team is the number one seed. I can't say... They with- are playing more Warriors basketball than the Warriors are playing. The war, even without Steph Curry, the Warriors are a talented team. If you take yeah, Chris Paul out of the equation, listen, you can lose to the Rockets and still be a talented team. I would defer to the team with the best player, <laughs> and in that series, Kevin Durant will be the best player in that series by far. By far over James Harden, I don't know if it's Not by, by far. far, but he is a better player in that series. Okay, so Kevin Durant may be the best player in the series, but if Steph Curry is not there, wouldn't the Rockets have number two and three? Is Chris Paul back? Yeah, well, probably. That's what I'm saying. So if they have, they may have number one and number four, but the Rockets have two and three. Uh, I don't know. Like if that if that goes to seven games, I could see the Rockets winning that one. Like I thought this about both of these teams absolutely healthy. To me, not knowing how ready Steph is going to be when he comes back, because he doesn't have time for recovery. They're thrusting you right back into the second round of the playoffs, so you got to be ready like right then. Yeah. I don't know. Got to give the edge to the Rockets, I think. I'm betting on a team with the better player. Okay. Is anybody else gonna? Is anybody else in the West going to surprise <clears throat> any one of these matchups that everybody seems so destined to look forward to? Like everyone's looking for Warriors Rockets. I don't know. You're looking at the standings. Do you see anybody that could perhaps throw a wrinkle in this plan? You know, ruin the Spurs might beat the Blazers. I should have let you get that. His face when he said that. Never mind. This has been long range two pointers. Tate is disrespectful. Six on three uh, upset. I'll see y'all in the playoff star. That money stacked tall, but only partially my focus. So compassionate, struggle hard for me to cope with. Do a lot for others, not for credit or to soak in. But to have an impact on direction that they go in. Grounded by the roots, hooked to the soil. Recognize the rumble that we in, yeah, it's royal.